0: Hey, friends, welcome to the City Hope Podcast. My name is Bobby Thompson, and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you, and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Can we thank our worship team for leading us so good today? Man, I love that song. It's been on repeat in my house for a couple of weeks now. But uh, hey, welcome to City Hope Church. I want to thank you so much for being here. If I haven't got to meet you yet, my name is Bobby. And man, we're just, we're on a mission to invite everyday people to experience the hope of Jesus in every way. That's our mission here at City Hope. And, and that's you. We want you to, to fall in love with Jesus. We want you to fall more in love with Jesus every single day. And so today's a special day. Uh, We're kicking off a brand new uh, sermon series called Christmas at the Movies, all right? So how many of you love movies? Anybody just love going to movies? Like Christmas season, it just, it's kind of like it's Christmas, but it's also movie season, right? We get the old classics out and we start watching these old movies that that we've had for so many years. Now, I'm going to start today with a very controversial statement, okay? But I believe I'm right. So you can just fight me, okay? Okay. So Hallmark movies are not Christmas movies. Okay. All right. Anybody? Hey, let's go. Okay. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, my wife does not like that. Yes. Uh, but today we are uh, uh, in starting this series for the next couple of weeks. We're just going to look at some older uh, Christmas movies that, that I think we can pull some truths out of. We can look and, and filter those through God's word and see uh, what we can draw from them. So today we're going to start with one of my favorite movies, Elf, Elf. Anybody, any Elf fans in here? All right. How many of you have never seen Elf? You're like, I don't even know what it is. Okay. All right. Well, go home and watch it. All right. So you got it's one of the best uh, if you like to laugh and you like to have a good time. If you're mean and grumpy, don't watch it, okay? Like, um, but the, the, the whole story is Buddy the Elf. Buddy the Elf is a human being But he's an elf in Santa's workshop, right? He was this oversized elf, but he loves all things Christmas. He was adopted by the elves. And uh, there comes a time when Buddy learned that he was a human being. He wasn't really an elf. And so he sets out on this journey to meet his real father, okay? And then he goes to New York City and he has all these new crazy experiences while he's looking his dad. All right. So we're just going to start off. We're going to watch a clip real quick just to jump in for today. Let's watch this first clip. So, so we see right from the beginning, Buddy was a little different, right? Buddy didn't always fit in. He, he felt left out. He didn't belong. He, he, he was made fun of. He kind of felt out of place. But I like that, that last little part. They had that motto, right? The elves had that little motto. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is by singing loud for all to hear. Now, for some of you, you know, you get in the car during the season and the, the, the Christmas music comes on and that, that cheers you up, right? You're like, let's go. Let's play it all year long. You want to hear it but the reality is you know Christmas also brings up some other emotions in a lot of people Right, Christmas can be a, a season where um, it, maybe you feel a little bit like Buddy. You feel a little out of place. You feel a little struggle. You feel like there's not a lot of joy. Like Buddy was like, "Wait, what, what's going on? I don't fit in here. What, who am I?" And he had all these questions. And, and 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 we think about it. The statistics on on depression and anxiety and loneliness they go through the roof during Christmas time. Right during this season, there's somebody uh, uh, somebody missing at the table. There's something missing in our Lives, and there's just no joy. Well, wherever you find yourself, here's kind of the question we're going to tackle today is this How can I have joy this Christmas? How can I have joy this Christmas? No matter my circumstance, no matter what's going on, no matter what emotions that are happening in my life, how can I have joy? This Christmas. So we've looked at Buddy the Elf, but I also want to introduce you to another character in God's Word in Luke chapter two. This guy's name Simeon. If you have your Bible, go to Luke chapter two. Simeon is a guy that that to be honest with you, you might have heard a little bit about him if you grew up in church. But but he's a dude like he's not showing up in very many Christmas stories. He's not going to be in your nativity scene. He's probably not going to be on the Christmas card that you send out this year. But right in the middle of Jesus' story is this guy named Simeon. And I think there's a few things we can learn from Simeon as we try to, as we strive to have joy this Christmas. So if you have your Bibles, let's stand to our feet together in honor of the reading of God's word. Luke chapter 2, and we're going to begin reading in verse 25. If you don't have your Bible, that's fine. It's here on the screen. But follow along with this. Verse 25 says this. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Verse 27. Guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple When the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him up in his arms, praised God and said, now, master, you can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised. For my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. Father, I pray that you would bless the reading of your word. Use it. In each of our lives over the next few minutes, to challenge us, to change us, Lord, to push us to, to fall more in love with you. I pray that if there's one here today that is, that is struggling with joy this Christmas, that you would help us to, to find that, to refine that, reignite that fire inside of us. Lord, we love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the Bible doesn't tell us a ton about Simeon. It doesn't say a lot. But Simeon was in this season of waiting. Anybody like to wait? Anybody love waiting rooms? Like that's not a fun place to be. Right. So Simeon was in this waiting season. And I think uh, this this few passages of Scripture here give us a a good example of, of how you and I can handle these seasons that are trying. Right? These, maybe you're waiting on a season to, for God to show up. You know that He's given you a promise, but you're just waiting. And that was Simeon. And so I, I want you to, real quick, I want to look at the description of Simeon, right? Because when, when someone talks about you and, and there's a description of who you are, and, and look what God's word says about Simeon, all right? Go back to uh, verse 25. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout. He was righteous and devout. It doesn't mean he was perfect, right? It doesn't mean that he had it all figured out, but but his attitude, his hope, his joy, his thoughts were resting in God's promises. He was righteous and devout. And then it says, right after that, it says, this man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation. Now, what that simply means is Israel's been in this turmoil. He was looking forward to the comfort. He was looking forward to the peace. He was looking forward to the, the, the relief, the support that the, that the people of Israel, they've been suffering for years. And, and I want you to think about this. He had a burden for those people. The Bible specifically says he was, he was righteous and devout. and He was looking for Israel's comfort. Simeon wasn't just all about Simeon right? Simeon was all about other people. He had a burden for other people. And so, so we kind of get this description, right? We learned in a little bit about who, who Simeon is, what kind of guy he was. He was righteous, devout. He was, he was all about others. He was, he was looking for, out for other people. And although he was waiting, the promise from God was, Simeon, you're not going to die until you see the Messiah. And so while he was waiting, he didn't stop looking. He didn't get impatient. He didn't give up on God. He didn't start looking for other things to bring him joy. And and I want you to hear this today. He allowed God's promise to give him peace. He allowed God's promise to give him peace, not what he saw today, not just what was happening today, but he knew God gave him this promise. And that was the thing he was anticipating Jesus showing up in his situation. And so for you and I, if you're in one of these waiting rooms of life, you're in this trying season, you're in a season where you don't have a lot of joy as you wait for God's promise, allow that to give you peace. As you as you go through different emotions, as you battle discouragement, let me ask you this question, because I think this is really, really big. What are you looking at in those trying seasons, in those emotional times, in those times where I'm just not sure what's going on? What are you looking at? What are you looking to? What are you looking for? And I believe this with all my heart. If the answer to those questions for you is anything other than Jesus, you're going to not be satisfied. So, back to our question how can I have joy this Christmas? Number one is this you got to raise your perspective. Raise your perspective. Identify what you're looking at while you're waiting. You see, Simeon was looking, he was waiting on God's promise, but he was looking for Jesus. What are you looking at while you're waiting? I I, I love this quote. It says this, life doesn't have to be perfect for you to be joyful. Life doesn't have to be perfect for you to be joyful. You see, joy rises above the circumstances of our life. Joy rises above the happenstance in our life, right? There, there's, there's so many different happenings in your life every single day, right? Somebody uh, 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 get bumps in front of you in traffic, you get mad, right? Does that steal your joy? Your kids don't obey. Does that still your joy? That, you know, your boss does something to make you angry. Does that steal your joy? Joy rises above external circumstances. But I want you to see this, and, and, and we can't miss out on this because this is a really big deal. There was a reason why Simeon had this joy. There was a reason why Simeon was able to, to raise his perspective, if you will. Right. He constantly kept his eyes on Jesus. But, but let me read through this again and see if you can uh, identify why was Simeon able to do this. Look at look at these verses again. Verse 25. We'll, we'll just start from 25. Man in Jerusalem, whose name was Simeon, the man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation. Here it is. And the Holy Spirit was on him. Verse 26. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. That he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Verse 27, guided by the Spirit. Do you see it there? You see, Simeon was connected to the Holy Spirit. Simeon had a deep connection to the Holy Spirit. Now, it, it, that's one of those churchy words, and it can get real weird. And, and I've been in services where that gets real weird, and people are thinking all different kinds of directions. But, but I believe this. Understanding the Holy Spirit is part of your spiritual journey. It's part of my spiritual journey and, and your faith journey, right? And so the Bible describes the Holy Spirit as the fullness of God. The Holy Spirit is God. It is the fullness of God. And it goes on to say that the Holy Spirit is the third member of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And you and I, we can experience the Holy Spirit in in many different ways. But I want to give you two today, just two, and and, and I want you to really try to uh, uh, dig into this and digest this, uh, you know, throughout the week this week as as you're growing and you're on your faith journey. One of the ways that we experience the Holy Spirit is in the gospel, in the good news of Jesus Christ as Jesus came to earth. In Ephesians chapter 3, the apostle prays that, that, that the Ephesians would be able to understand and comprehend the love of Christ. He says, man, the, the breadth, the width, the height, the depth of, of who God is. We want you to be filled, filled with the fullness of God. The fullness of God. That's the Holy Spirit. And then according to Paul, he says, knowing the love of Christ, the gospel... And being filled with the fullness of God, those things are synonymous, right? So so being filled with knowing that Jesus came to this earth, we we are able to experience the Holy Spirit. The second way we're able to experience the Holy Spirit is through the Word of God. Through the Word of God, the Spirit's primary vehicle for speaking into your life and and giving you direction and, and moving in your life is the Scriptures, The Spirit works in us to to shape us and being able to, 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 to be the kind of people that God has called us to be. Theologian Martin Luther said this, Scripture is the manger in which Christ lies. Scripture is the manger in which Christ lies. So Simeon, he was this righteous and devout guy. He was all about other people, but the reason he was like this is he was closely connected to the Holy Spirit. Part of your journey, when you go through trying times, when you go through tough circumstances, when you don't have joy in your life, part of that is is being able to know your connection with the Holy Spirit. If you're connected with the Holy Spirit, I think there's a direct correlation between a, a, a person's connection with the Holy Spirit and a person's joy. If my joy is there, it's likely because I'm connected with the Holy Spirit. And here's why I believe this. I think joy depends on the Holy Spirit. Joy depends on the Holy Spirit. For all you Bible scholars, Galatians chapter five, you know it, fruits of the Spirit, love, joy. When I'm connected with the Holy Spirit and I'm having the fruit of the Spirit in my life, that means I'm connected to the Holy Spirit, I have joy. Joy depends on the Holy Spirit. If you look at your life and there's no joy there, let me encourage you to check your connection. What's your connection with the Holy Spirit? And and, and just just so we're totally, totally clear, joy and happiness are two different things, right? Joy and happiness are two different things. Happiness depends on what's happening. Happiness depends on my wants and whether or not I'm getting those or not, right? Joy depends on the Holy Spirit. So what, what else can we learn from, from Simeon? Let's keep going here. So Simeon, righteous and devout, he's looking forward to Israel's comfort, their consolation. He's guided by the Spirit. And look at verse 27. He's guided by the Spirit. And then what did he do? He entered the temple. He entered the temple. So here's this guy. He's waiting for God to give him his promise. And this was his normal routine. His normal routine was to go to the temple. He didn't stop living his life, right? How many times in our lives when we're waiting on God, it just kind of paralyzes us? We just, well, I'm just sitting around waiting on God, waiting on God to show up. See, Simeon didn't stop his his normal life, he kept going. He was living his life with expectancy that God was going to show up and do what he promised to do. And, And Simeon, I believe this, he understood that it's a process. He understood that i got to continue to live my life. He didn't sit at home sulking, you know, on his cell phone all the time, looking through his social media, just drowning out his sorrows, trying to to forget everything. He was continuing to live his life. And, And I think what we can learn from this is that where you position yourself determines what you can see. Where you position yourself determines what you can see. If I'm looking for joy, if I'm looking for the promise of God, right? If I sit down in a pity party versus going and anticipating God to show up, there's going to be different outcomes, right? Where you position yourself is a big deal. Simeon anticipated God to show up and do God things, but not only where you position yourself, and, and, and a lot of times we hear this when we're talking to our kids, right? But, but I think for us adults, it's the same way. Who you associate with affects what you see. Who you associate with affects what you see, right? I, I think, you know, I've always heard uh, our pastor uh, for many, many years. He said, beware of vampires and pirates. Beware of vampires and pirates. Vampires are the people that just suck the life out of you, right? They're the people around you that you know, oh my gosh, it's just so hard to be around this person. Pirates are the people who steal your joy. They're the people that, man, life is all about them and they're they're narcissistic and everything is about them and it's just hard to be around them. Beware of vampires and pirates. Who you associate with determines what you can see. Surround yourself with people that are going to lift your perspective. Surround yourself with people that have joy. If you're trying to get joy, surround yourself with people who have joy. That's going to lift your perspective towards Jesus. So let's check check back in with Buddy. There's a scene here that I want you to notice the countenance of the young lady's face. Let's watch this clip. (laughs) Listen, at the beginning, did you see her face? She was kind of, I'm just trying to get through the season. And by the end, she's smiling as Buddy is singing in the middle of the store, right? And you and I, I think there's so much we can learn from this. Surround yourself with people, with, uh, associate yourself with people that are going to cheer you on. I think joy in our lives comes from being cheered on and being cheered up, right? We all like a good encouragement. Find someone in your life that that is joyful. Find people in your your sphere of influence that are going to spread joy. But the reality is maybe this year you're, you're looking at your life, you're looking at your situation and there's not a lot of joy. And you're not someone that can go spread joy right now because you don't have it yourself. You can't cheer others on right now. You can't have joy because you don't have it yourself. And you're wondering, well, how do I get it? How how do I get this joy that that this Christmas season is supposed to bring? How do I get this joy that my life should have, that I want to have? Let's keep looking at Simeon's story says this, when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform for him what was customary under the law. Okay, so so think about this. Mary and Joseph, they came into the temple where Simeon was. Simeon's been waiting on this promise. Mary and Joseph bring Jesus in. Look what Simeon does. Simeon took him up in his arms and he praised God. And he said, now, Master, you can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised. God, you gave me this promise. You said I wouldn't die until I got to see the Christ child, until I got to receive the the spirit of Jesus. And now, Lord, now, Lord, I praise you because you've done what you said you're going to do. For my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and to the glory to your people, Israel. See, Simeon now starts celebrating that he's seen salvation. He's celebrating that that what was prepared for all of God's people, this promise that God gave, he finally was able to see it. He was was celebrating. He's been looking, and now he's celebrating. Let me give you this this one quick truth. How do I live a life of joy? Here's, Here's the equation, if you will. Adoration produces joy. Adoration produces celebration. I love what Simeon did. He takes baby Jesus and the Bible said he praised God. He adored God for who he was. When we focus on who God is, when we praise God for the things that we do have in our life, our life becomes a celebration of him. It takes our focus off of it. It raises our perspective. When I, when I adore God for the things that I do have, our perspective is lifted. Simeon adored Jesus and he honored God. For some of us here today, while you're, while you're waiting on God to show up in your situation, while you're waiting on God to do something in your life, while you're waiting for, 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 for God just to, 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 to show up and to show out, while you're sitting there in your situation, let me encourage you to today. A practical thing that you and I can do is renew your praise. Renew your praise. Start praising God in everything, in every way. Renew your praise. Maybe you had joy. Maybe there's a time in your life where you can look back and you had more of a fire, more of a passion. You were ignited a little bit more. How do I recapture this? Renew my praise. Renew my praise. Simeon's, the the Bible calls this this part where Simeon starts talking, it, it calls it Simeon's song. Simeon's song was all about Jesus. Simeon's life was all about Jesus. Renew your praise. But maybe you're here today and you've never really experienced Jesus. You've never really experienced this joy that I'm talking about. Not, not, the, not the joy that everybody got good Christmas presents and I liked everything everybody got me and the in-laws came and nobody got in a fight and we didn't burn anything. Like, not, not that kind of happiness, but maybe you're here today and the reality is when you put your head on that pillow at night, you know there's something missing. You, you, there's not that joy. There's this, there's this weird tug. There's this awkward hole that I'm trying to fill with all these different things in my life. Well, I think very, very, very clearly that there's a way that you and I can know that we have joy. I want to show you this one last clip of how we can have joy this Christmas. (laughs) Did you see the the joy that Buddy had had when he said that little statement? I know him. I know him. You and I... We're looking to have joy this Christmas you can have joy you can have unspeakable joy because you know him now obviously I'm not talking about Santa Claus I'm not talking about old Saint Nick <laughs> I'm talking about Jesus send me a new Jesus I want you to think about this this year during this Christmas season joy comes from knowing him Joy comes from knowing Him. Your life will never experience the fullness of joy until you know Jesus. I know Him. I know Him. Simeon waited. The Bible doesn't say how long he waited. The Bible doesn't say a, a, a lot about his countenance. And, and, and it gives us a little bit of a, a character description. But I just know in my life I don't like waiting. I don't. I don't like not knowing. I like being in control and understanding what God's doing in my heart and in my life and in my kids' life and my family, in our church. But at the end of the day, how can I have joy? There's so much unknown. There's so much. There's so many questions that one day I want to stand before God and ask. But until then, my joy comes from knowing Him. No matter what my life looks like, no matter what my circumstances may turn into, my joy comes from knowing him. So, a very simple question today, do you know him? Do you know him? If you're here today and you don't have you don't have that peace you don't have that, that lay my head down on the pillow and I'm good no matter what my life may look like, no matter what struggles are going on. I know that I know that I know. If you don't have that, it starts with knowing Christ. As the band comes back up, I'm gonna ask you real quick, just to bow your heads and, and close your eyes. And, and, and today, a little different, you know, we're, we're, we're showing a funny movie and, and, and kind of digging into that a little a little bit. But the reality is, maybe you're here today and the outside is, the outside is decorated. The outside looks good, but really the internal, there's some struggle. Don't have a lot of joy this Christmas. The the, the joy tank is, is running low. Let me start with that very last point do you know him You see God sent his only son Jesus the reason we're able to celebrate Christmas Jesus was born of a virgin for you to be able to know him if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior can I encourage you to take that step today the Bible makes it very clear For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us are sinners. All of us are in need of a savior. So Jesus came to this earth, was fully God, fully man. He was was here, lived a sinless life, was crucified, was sacrificed for you and I so that we can have joy in 2022. He went to that cross so you can lay your head down on the pillow and have joy no matter what's going on in your heart, no matter what's going on in your life. He raised again three days later, and He sits at the right hand of the Father. And He did that for you and I. If you don't know that Jesus, if you don't have that kind of joy that Buddy showed when they said Santa's coming, man, let me encourage you to take that step today believe with all my heart that's why God has you here with us this morning for you to take that step so that you can know true joy maybe you're here today and you've lost some of that joy you've had it you know Christ you know him you know him you know him but the reality is you've allowed your life you've allowed your circumstances to steal the joy out of your life would you renew your praise today here in a second we're gonna sing and this is a a great opportunity for you to adore God for who he is to to worship God for who he is to to refocus your heart refocus your mind and knowing that you can have joy no matter what comes your way even in the midst of waiting like Simeon I can sing about the goodness of my father whatever God speaking to your heart about today this is an opportunity, this is a time we set aside every Sunday for you to respond, if that's sitting in your seat and praying, if that's grabbing uh, myself or one of our team members by the hand and saying hey would you pray with me, whatever it is whatever it is, would you be obedient today? Father pray and I pray now God that you would use your word and use this time that we've had together to, to push us closer to you, to help us fall more in love with you or whatever it is your Holy Spirit is convicting us of today, I pray that we would uh, uh, be obedient. Give us that push. Give us that courage to take a step, whatever you have for us today. It's in Jesus' precious and holy name I pray. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Brad's going to lead us. Be obedient to what God's calling you to today. Thanks again for tuning in with us today. We would love to connect with you. And the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website. God bless you and have a wonderful day.